Welcome to Northern Goal, the football podcast from Evening Express and Press's Journal. I'm Ryan Crail, and joining me today are Paul Chalk and Sean Wallace to discuss, firstly, Inverness and their disappointment at the final hurdle in the Premiership playoffs. But we've also got the Premier Sports Cup draw to talk about after that, all the Aberdeen latest, and then we'll have a look at our lower league teams, Cove Rangers, Peterhead and Elgin City as well but yes how are we guys are we okay? yeah good, good thanks yourself yeah yeah not bad right chalky though you might have not been so good at the start of the week obviously Inverness it was 2-2 in the first leg against St Johnston in the Premiership playoff final a, a rousing comeback by Inverness from 2-0 down brilliant goals to get level, all the momentum looked to be in their favour. They started off the second leg at McDermott Park, like a house on fire. They were by far the better team in the first 45 minutes, weren't they? Austin Samuels running the show with his pace. He was—he really looked to have the better of the St Johnston centre-backs. But then what happened in the second half? They ultimately go down to a 4-0 defeat to lose 6-2 on aggregate. It just Did St Johnston go up a gear? What, what do you think? What do you think happened? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on with that, that assessment, especially that first half at Perth, the Calithas were clearly on top and myself and Andy Skinner were, were there on Monday and we were chatting at half time, really with the belief that Calithas were going to go on and do it. And then uh, the only substitution that St. Johnson made all night at half time, well known to Don's fans, of course, Stevie May, comes off the bench. He hasn't scored since October the 2nd and less than a minute into the second half he put St Johnson one up game plan out the window St Johnson were clearly fired up um, I'm sure they, um, there were harsh words at half time from Callum Davidson that his men had to step it up getting that goal was uh, was vital for them they doubled their advantage soon after that as well with a wicked deflection that uh, filled Mark Ridges and Inverness goal 2-0 down after 53 minutes 4-2 in aggregate and Cali Thistle, you know really had to find a way back into it and in fact had Aaron Doran put away a decent chance when he came off then maybe there uh, there would have been fresh doubts in St Johnson's head uh, as you pointed out there was obviously a two goal comeback for Inverness in the first leg of the final at the Caledonian Stadium last week so yeah it ended up 4-0 in the end 6-2 in aggregate goals late on by Callum Hendry and Sean Rui that came when Cali Thistle were chasing the game. Joe Hardy had come on for uh, Danny Devine, which shows that Cali Thistle were just trying to take the game to, to the limit at the end there. But, um, you know, a lot of debate. I'm just off the phone from speaking to Ross Tokley, a Cali Thistle legend. And I think everyone who I've spoken to this week, whether they're part of the club currently or uh, have previously played at the, the club, Anyone with an opinion on these playoffs is saying that it's wrong for teams to be playing six matches in order to reach the Premiership if you finish third and fourth. Um, Having said that, I was having a wee look this morning and and you can see the argument for that, but if you take the matches from the start of May, Cali Thistle, that was their sixth game since the start of May. But, um, you know, St Johnson also... They have played um, four matches before the final uh, because they have two extra league matches. So there's not a huge difference. Of course, the the games for St. Johnson at the end, they finished with Hibs. That's a match that didn't matter. Whereas Cali Thistle, every 
one of those playoff games where high pressure, high intensity, and we saw what happened to Arbroath as well. That went all the way to penalties. So they were different kind of fixtures for Cali Thistle where everything was at stake. Uh, it could have been the same for St Johnston, of course, but uh, not a huge amount of difference in the number of games played. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a real disappointment because we really felt that. Uh, Duncan Shearer wrote in the PNJ this week as well. That that was a real golden opportunity missed. In terms of the first leg, I suppose we could look back at it and say, well, if Danny Devine wasn't probably unjustly suspended for it, would St Johnston have gone 2-0 up in the first place? But... I mean, if you'd offered Cali Thistle, I'm sure to go at McDermott Park level and have the dominance in the first half they had, they would have taken that. They would have snapped your hand off for it. Do you think they, having having seen how fragile St Johnson could be in that first leg when Cali Thistle kind of got came back at them, it, it really does make you think if Cali Thistle had just got that goal in the first half at McDermott Park, they just managed to get themselves in front. Psychologically, that would have been a huge blow, a huge amount of pressure that they piled on the Premiership team. Yeah, I mean, Austin Samuels and Billy Mackay, both of them combined really well the other night. You know, Cali Thistle losing Shane Sutherland to his injury are both... It's, it is a big loss, but Austin Samuels has come in and really caused real problems um, for for opponents and, and linked up well with, with Billy. There wasn't a standout chance as such, although Xander Clark had to be I learnt a couple of things. Uh, there was one uh, when he came up his where, line. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah just uh, and that wasn't far away from him tucked tucked away as well. So um, yeah, and the, the thing with Danny Devine, Josh Meekins, who I spoke to this week, he brought up the the, the fact that Cali Thistle should still, you know, nothing they can do about it now, but. Missing Danny Devine in that first leg was such a, a big one, and that's when St Johnston, of course, went into the two 0 lead the, the, for an hour of that tie. St Johnston really could have been and should have been out, out of sight, um, but he's saying that, that Danny Devine. You saw the influence of him when when he was back uh, in the second second game, certainly in the first half as well. So, yeah, a, a real feeling of an opportunity missed because. I think it might have been Duncan Shearer as well was saying when you look at that championship, Kilmarnock are probably the poorest champions we've seen in the second tier for some time. That you know they had a managerial change midway through where Derek McInnes came in and uh, he brought in Kyle Lafferty. You know returning to Rugby Park, he made a difference to them. They had money to burn at Kilmarnock that Cali Thistle don't have. You know Billy Bowie, the the backer down there, uh, attracted Kyle Lafferty back, and he 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 was a massive. Uh, factor, but Billy Dodds speaking straight after the game said, "You've got to look back to that spell, December to March. You can't go eleven games without a win, and expect to win the title. Just you know, a few, few, few of them, those draws turn them into victories, and they would have been neck and neck, and it would have been a title race that Cali Thistle could have well come out on top. And you know, a couple of key players missing." At key stages for Cali Thistle also made a difference. You you look at obviously Michael Gardine left the club, but also another one was Scott Allardyce, a big, big miss. And we saw in those games against St Johnson, even when he came off the bench, the calming influence he's got. And I think if you can build the team around Scott Allardyce next year, you won't be far off. Dundee dropping down, they're not powerhouses, let's be honest. So Cali Thistle really have to be confident. Um, you know, you're going to be looking at newcomers like Cove Rangers 
are they going to have an influence at, at the top? Well, you would suggest that they, they they will have with the squad that they've got and what will happen at, uh, at all history points. That yeah, way, absolutely. And of course, I know we're going on to speak about the Premier Sports Cup, but Cove beat Cali Thistle last summer in the in the Premier Sports Cup, so um, you know, real quality there. But I don't think there's a, there's not a major force there to be reckoned with for Cali Thistle, so they have to start as uh, certainly one of the favourites to win that title. And with the playoffs, having to win six playoffs or four playoffs, you're only sure where you're getting into the premierships to win that league. Yeah, well, that was exactly what I was going to ask you next. Is that Has this season proved once and for all that, given how poor St Johnston were at points and Cali Thistle still couldn't get over the line, does it show that a team like Cali Thistle, who aren't going to run with the biggest squad, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of strain on those players having to play through all those playoff games to get up. Does it show that they they really do need to win the title if they are going to get back up to the Premiership? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that that's it now for Cali Thistle. And uh, you know, I, I've written pieces throughout the season uh, earlier in the season about Cali Thistle's route back to the, the Premiership. Um, they've been out of the top flight since 2017. This is them now going into the sixth year in a row uh, in the championship. Um, and if you're not going, this seems obvious, but if you're not going to win the title, it, at least if you finish runners up, it's two less games. And you know maybe that makes a difference. It's never been done before for a team to get through six games. Uh, the legs maybe did go in the second half when St Johnson were two nil up. It was just a step too far for them. Um, so yeah. I, they need to start the season like they did last year, where they, they I think they won was it eight eight games out of nine, um, you know, really really strong start, and that will give them a, a, a great foundation to go from, you know. But uh, it's a big summer; there are a lot of players out of contract at Inverness, you know, from Sean Welsh, the the captain, to um, Shane Sutherland, Danny Devine. We all know, of course, Kick Broadfoot is moving on. He wants to be closer to his Ayrshire home. So he's been a, a big player for Inverness and all credit to him for, for taking the step up. But uh, he's really helped Danny Devine come on. So, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talking going on at the stadium right now as to who's staying and who's going. So, um, But there also needs to be plenty of new faces coming in as well. As mentioned then we can now fully look ahead to next season, the 2021-22 season that is finally fully and undeniably over for Northern Goal. And now we look ahead to 2022-23, which will, of course, start with the League Cup group stages. Draw made yesterday. Aberdeen in with one of our other teams, Peterhead, as well as Wraith Rovers, Dumbarton and Stirling. Highland League champions, Fraseborough in with Kilmarnock, Partick, Montrose, Stenhouse Muir, let the Kilmarnock and Partick games be at Bellsley, please. Ross County, of course, not much to say about them this week, not much going on in Dingwall since last we recorded, but they've drawn Dunfermline, Alloway, East Fife and Bucky Thistle, the second place team in the Highland League and another team from our patch. Let's hope Ross County actually get to play their group stage games, all of them, this coming season. We don't need to talk about Group D, none of our teams are in it, neither it's, well, it's the same for Group E. Elgin are in with St Johnston, Air United, Queen of the South and Annan. We've just talked about St Johnston. There'll be a big challenge for the Borough Briggs outfit. Let's see if it actually is going to take place at Borough Briggs. And yes, as Chalky said, Group G, Livingston, Inverness, Cove Rangers, Kelty Hearts as well. Very interesting. And Albion 
Rovers, Sean, let's start first of all with Group A then. I mean, Aberdeen haven't paid, played Peterhead in quite a, some time at competitive level. They know all about Wraith Rovers from getting knocked out in Kirkcaldy last season when they went in the second round stage, of course, because they'd qualified for Europe last season. They played Dumbarton in 2021 in one of the cup competitions and Stirling Albion are the, really the only... I suppose slightly the, the the most unknown quantity there, I'd say for Aberdeen. But I mean, not a draw to whet the appetite, really, is it? No, not really. <clears throat> I mean, well, the start of the recently completed season, Aberdeen did say they were going to deliver group stage football. <laughs> I don't think this was the one that supporters had in mind. Though, so, I mean, would any draw have looked? Uh, would have, would any draw have paled in significance compared to the potential? Exotic ties you get in Europe, though. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think rather than digging out a passport, now we are looking at going to lower league games. I mean, the only bonus is at least it's in summer, so you get it's not going to be freezing. But I mean, I I looked at the draw, and you're right; it's not an inspiring draw. I mean, even Aberdeen supporters. Could have been looking at it thinking, oh, we'll maybe get a team we've never played before, one of the teams that came up. But no. But I, I was quite happy that they got the Rovers because not, not the story around the build up to that will be Aberdeen gunning for revenge after our last season. But I think it was it was good to get the Rovers, not for revenge, because that's all in the past, but it offers a cautionary tale of what can happen if you underestimate lower league teams in this competition after last season. Yeah. I mean, Aberdeen clearly underestimated the Rovers, former manager Stephen Glass last season. He made seven changes to the starting lineup, and it backfired big time. I mean, I, I was looking, I was there with 30, and at halftime they were 1-0 up, and we thought, here we go, this is going to be... Just a straightforward cup win, but it just all fell apart. What three de- three defenders left on the bench? The midfield engine, the captain, uh, the main creative force, and the main striker. I mean, you had Ryan Hedges, creative force striker, Christian Ramirez, Andy Considine. <laughs> Sorry to go through him. Jack McKenzie, Calvin Ramsey, Scott Brown, and Lewis Ferguson, who never gets dropped. So it just shows what can happen if you don't have continuity and stick with a winning team. Aberdeen went into that game, top joint top of the league in the playoffs of the Europa League, and that was a catalyst for a complete collapse in the season. <laughs> they went 10 games without a win. The wheels came off and they never went back on. Yeah, and they had another 10-game winless run during the campaign as well. Let's not forget, um, obviously the second most interesting game is probably that derby, if we can call it that, with Peterhead. And I'm sure a lot of people would maybe prefer to see that take place at Balmour for the, the novelty factor of the, the, the big local team going up there. Uh, but I mean, Sean, even if Jim Goodwin is still making signings, and I mean, he hasn't made any signings yet, which has surprised me. I've got to say that nothing's been announced when you see Hibs making moves and stuff, and they've arguably got less of a rebuilding job than Aberdeen. But, I mean, even if Jim Goodwin is still finding his best 11, still giving players chances to impress, I mean, it goes without saying that Aberdeen need to win Group A, doesn't it? 
Yeah, they need to win it. I mean, it would be completely inconceivable for them not to win it and not to progress because, I mean, Jim Goodwin needs to start with a bang in the new season. I mean, the, the new manager bounce that people had hoped for when he arrived in mid-February just didn't materialise. I think it's was it two wins in 13 before the, the, the summer break. So, I mean, he needs to start with early momentum and keep that going. And the League Cup or the Premier Sports Cup offers the ideal opportunity. But it's not going to be easy. I mean, especially if they get Peter Head at Balmour. That is going to be a tough, tough tie. And Aberdeen will have to be really on it to, to get three points from that match. Are we expecting a flurry of signing announcements soon? I, I, so. I mean, even from a season tickets <laughs> perspective, they're going to have to. They're going to have to start announcing stuff, aren't yeah, they? They're going to have to. Otherwise, I mean, I mean, they've released so many players that I mean, the, the signings must start coming in quickly. I mean, Jim Goodwin said that he hopes to have the vast majority of his uh, transfer business completed before the return for pre-season training in mid-June. I mean, it's not that far away now. Chucky, you'll know this. Are we allowed to do fives in the, the Premier Sports Cup groups? <laughs> yeah. could, it's getting that could way, isn't start it? start yeah. the 10 and sixes again, bring that back. We might have enough players for that. <laughs> Chucky, in terms of Inverness Cove, you obviously touched on that group. It'll be challenging what about Ross County though last season big disappointment given what happened later on in the campaign under Malky Mackay they obviously got they got it going and I mean things like the League Cup are big chances for and, and the Scottish Cup so big chance for Ross County it's a chance for them to really win silverware because it's unrealistic to think Ross County could challenge for the league certainly at this point um but yeah, last season obviously that was kind of taken away from them a bit by COVID and the need to really rebuild. So if they can get the the rebuilding they need to do this summer done a bit earlier, they can avoid any uh, illness-related postponements. Yeah. I mean, they they too, you'd hope they'd, you know, they'd make easy work at Dunfermline, Alloa, East Fife and Bucky, yeah? Yeah, you would think so. Of course, they, it was the Scottish League Cup they, they won in 2014 and then the, the following year, Cali Thistle won the, the Scottish Cup with both bits of silverware um, in, in the Highlands, which has obviously never been done and probably never will again. Uh, and uh, Jim McIntyre, they have won this this trophy. So, yeah, there's history there. And Malky Mackay, the manager of the county, has, has spoken about the how he's still... You know, feels it was really, really harsh for County. COVID was out their hands. They had taken all the steps necessary, um, but so to be fun, uh, you know, punished with um, uh, matches been for uh, forfeited, and they, they lost uh, two ties last year, which made it impossible for them to get out of the group. So there's a real uh, desire for Ross County to to make progress, get into the knockouts, and you know, win that section. Not, I think. Uh, Maybe half of the runners-up uh, in second place go through as well. So you, you don't necessarily need to win it, but you have to bank a, a lot of points if you're going to be a runner-up to, to qualify as well. But uh, did Fairland, Alloa, Bucky, East Fife. I did see Bucky, funnily enough, at Inverness last season in, in the competition, and it was a 4-0 win for Inverness. But Bucky, uh, more than were a credit to themselves for much of that tie. A uh, really competitive fit bunch of players that uh, we've seen in the Highland League last year. But for County's point of view, they they will be looking to start strongly. 
no COVID issues, get through this, get into the knockouts. And then, you know, it's anyone's uh, competition if you can hit a, a great bit of form from there. I suppose Group F, Elgin will just be looking to get themselves going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, given the season they've just had, I, I don't think anyone will expect Elgin to progress uh, over St Johnston from the Premiership, no, they- confirmed as being in the Premiership, or Ayr, or Queen of the South, but you know, it's it's just it's just about putting in positive performances. I suppose. Yeah, the, the first thing uh, Andy Skinner and I talked about yesterday when that draw came out for Group F was Jim Weir, who is the former St Johnston and Elgin manager. Uh, Jim um, has helped out Gavin Price, the manager at Elgin last season, and hopes to be there next season as part of the, the coaching staff. So uh, that's an interesting one. But uh, with Elgin yet again in, in League Two and really having to turn around their, their fortunes big style next year. I'm looking at that Annan Athletic game has been massive already for Elgin because Annan got the better of Elgin time and again last season. They, 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 they were the only ones in the top four to, to do that, strangely. So if Elgin can get a, a victory there, you know, cause Queen of the South problems, you know, if they can bank some points, get, get the victory over Annan, who knows, maybe take something from Queen of the South, take them to penalties. You never know about air. Uh, but bank some points and then that would be great for them getting into the League 2 campaign. Right then, so we've touched on it slightly already. Group G, Livingston, Inverness, Cove, Kelly, Albion Rovers. For me, that's the pick of the groups because you've got Inverness, a top championship club, who will be looking to finish first alongside Premiership Club Livingston. Obviously, they've had a great couple of years Livingston and then you've got Cove Rangers a team that's so used to winning you've got Kelty Hearts another aspirational club that's so used to winning I mean you feel bad for Albion Rovers don't you because out of that lot Albion are are a very different team Um, but I mean would you dare make a prediction who's going to come through in that one? No. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to hard to <laughs> say. Speak to, speak to someone last night, but you're quite right to point it out. Cali has been paired by two champions um, coming up, Cove Rangers and Kelty, and convincing champions overall in their divisions. So Livingston, uh, Cali has come through the leagues with Livingston. There's always been a bit of history with the Livy Lions, and in fact their first top-flight match was against Livingston at uh, Almondvale, as I prefer to call it. I don't know what the, it's called these days. but um, And Albion Rovers, yeah. Um, I covered a, a game down there many years ago in this competition before the group stages uh, down at Coat Bridge and um, a couple of Paul Ritchie goals uh, back that night um, made that happen. Um, so, I th- yeah, it, it's a really intriguing one. You wouldn't be shocked for Cove or Kelty to, to make a bid to, to win this group should Livy or Inverness not do it. Catlethus uh, will haven't uh, got out of the group stages uh, all the way through to 2016. They're, they normally play Wraith Rovers or Hearts uh, or both of them within the group, so it's great that Hearts are not involved and that wasn't a wasn't a, a possibility. But I don't think Catlethus will fear Livingston. They're a very decent Premiership side. But uh, Cali Thistle will very much like Ross County be looking to win that group if, if they can and get into the knockouts where they've performed well uh, in, in the knockouts before. So yeah, it's uh, it's one to get the teeth into. Again, speak to Ross Tokley about the Premier Sports Cup. He's, he didn't have the, the League Cup in this form 
And I think players would rather have these competitive games. Yes, there's an element that they'll use these matches as pre-season. You know, will Aberdeen be going full pelt against Stirling Albion? Will Cali Thistle be going full pelt against Albion Rovers? No, those are the, the fixtures that they'll, they'll treat more like the pre-season games. But the ones against the, the teams that they're closest seeded to, uh, I think, uh, you, you know, you need to be switched on for these ties. All right, before we go, Jamie Durant, one of our regulars, couldn't be here today for the recording, but he's left us a message on Cove Rangers and Peterhead because not only has he been speaking to their managers about things at the Premier Sports Cup, there's also been some signing news at both clubs over the last week. Jamie, take it away. The big news coming out of Cove Rangers this week was that manager Paul Hartley was linked with a vacancy at Hartlepool United, the English League Two side who just sacked manager Graham Lee. Um, I spoke to Paul yesterday, and while he didn't address the speculation directly, he did say that he's kind of very happy at Cove, and the kind of the focus for him is on preparing for life in the Championship. Um, things are kind of quite quiet on the transfer front at the minute for Cove. They've uh, kind of touched base with a few players, but as yet, there's nothing really kind of moving on that front for them. Um, they were drawn in the League Cup group yesterday with Livingston, Inverness, Kelsey Hearts, and Albion Rovers. They played Inverness and beat them in last year's group stages and they beat Albion Rovers on the way to the Challenge Cup semi-finals. So there's a few familiar faces in that um, for Cove. And I think they're targeting eight kind of games before the start of the league at the end of July, which should hopefully give them a good base to, to build from ahead of their debut season in the Championship. Over at Peterhead, um, things are a little bit more active in terms of players coming in, they've brought in Robbie McGale and Connor O'Keefe um, on kind of one-year deals. Robbie McGale was training with them towards the end of the season. He spent the last four years at the University of Stirling, um, and aside from a brief loan spell at Montrose last year, he's kind of been playing Lowland League football. He's a kind of a right back who can play a little bit further forward, and he's impressed in a in a trial period for Jim McAnally's side. Um, Connor O'Keefe was kind of maybe been. A little bit more well-known to North football fans. He'd been at Elgin City for the last three years, but towards the end was left out with the first-team picture because he turned down the offer of a new deal at Borough Briggs. Um, he also had been training with Peter Head towards the end of the campaign, um, and he's pretty kind of looking forward to getting getting started and test himself at the, new, uh, the next level. They have got um, another player incoming in the next couple of weeks, I would think, um, but they're a little bit more... A little bit more kind of um, busy, I would say, on the transfer front. Uh, they're still waiting to hear from from Captain Scott Brown as to what he he plans to do, uh, whether he'll be coming back for another season at Balmua, um and defender Rico Kitongo. They are open to keeping if um, he doesn't kind of find anything in full-time football. Um, they were drawn in the Betfred Cup group, obviously with the headline team, with it being Aberdeen, which will be the first kind of competitive meeting uh, between the two sides in a in a long, long time. Um, with Wraith Rovers also in the same group, um, it'll be a it'll be a good challenge, I would think, for for Jim McAnally's side. The they do have a decent pedigree in the in the League Cup, and hopefully they can uh, hopefully get, get, give a good account of themselves ahead of ahead of what will be a, a very challenging season in a in a competitive League One. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Northern Goal. Thanks to Paul and Sean for being here in person with me today in our virtual studio. Maybe that's a contradiction in terms there, but thanks, guys. Thank you, Dave. No problem. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this episode of Northern Goal, you can like and subscribe in your favourite 
podcast app, especially if you're clicking through straight from the Press and Journal website or off the social media feeds. We are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. If you've got any questions or queries, you can email northerngo at dctmedia.co.uk. And finally, I suppose I would I would normally say enjoy the football, but there is no football, so enjoy your few weeks respiting. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Hope you loved the episode, and if you did, we'd be grateful if you could leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to pick up your copies of the Press and Journal and Evening Express every day for the best football writing and analysis in the North.